0: 6th november dear hermione come home i've got season tickets season tickets you understand to the chudley cannons and i know i've told you that before but that idiot best mate of ours won't go with me to see the matches it's driving me mad so it's up to you to come back and make the most of a beautiful thing i went with bill this last one It was Monday night at 7, and Hermione, I know you don't know a snitch from a bludger, but even you would have loved this game, and I'll tell you why. It was a historical event. That's right. Memorize it. First off, it was against Puddlemere, which means that, in terms of team history alone, the cannon should have been smashed flat. Should have been. I always knew this would happen, didn't I? Didn't I say it? Haven't I said it for years? First they beat the bats and now Puddlemere, and it took them three bloody wonderful days to do it. Three days! My voice is completely gone, and Sirius does nothing but mock me. But, oh, wasn't it worth every screaming second? I bought this stationery from a witch at the fan stand. Isn't it fantastic? Stands out a mile. You're shaking your head, but secretly you love it and you want some, don't you? Too bad, because I didn't get you any. I got you a giant orange sparkler instead, and you will wave it about at the matches when you come back. I had to learn ruddy history of magic whether I liked it or not, and you're going to love my team. How could you not love it when it's Oliver Wood, anyway? You know him. You should have seen him at the end of this last match. I think he's got it bad for his seeker, Marine Knight. She's nearly as good as Harry, and you know I wouldn't say that lightly. Every time she catches the snitch, Oliver flings himself at her right on the field, like he's trying to snog her or something. I wouldn't be surprised. He's insane about Quidditch, as all decent people are. Sirius is doing loads better. I don't know if it's having my help that's doing it, or if it's the fact that he and Harry are acting friendly. Harry's not well, in my opinion, but he and Ginny are speaking again, and that's something. Remus is fine. He looks a lot healthier than he used to. I guess it's the lack of war, and the Wolfsbane potion, and having Sirius around again. Sometimes, when Sirius and I work late, he gets these black circles under his eyes, and he looks a bit like he did that night in the Shrieking Shack, you remember, and I find myself wondering what it was like for him all those years. I suppose we can't know, and I'm thankful for it. Mum wants you at our house for Christmas, and of course you're coming, but this is your official invitation. Hermione Granger... "'Please come to the borough for Christmas and get your socks poured off, "'along with a few other things, but not by anybody but me. "'On that note, I'll stop. "'Sorry, I don't have time to write a really good letter at the moment, "'because Sirius needs me to go up to Diagon Alley with him "'and research Hanks Hodges, who, as you are well aware, is in for muggle torture. "'I promise you that he and all the rest like him will be punished "'if I have anything to say about it. "'I visited your parents for you. Hope you don't mind.' They look good, actually. They're being really well taken care of. They miss you. I miss you. No words big enough. But let me put it to you this way. If I had to trade in my season tickets to have you home tomorrow, I'd actually consider making the trade. Ha! Love, Ron 8 November. Dear Ron, I shall answer your letter point by point. Number 1. A snitch is a small golden ball with silver wings, which flies out randomly during Quidditch matches. The seeker who catches the snitch earns his or her team 150 points and ends the game. A bludger, on the other hand, is a larger, heavier black ball, which flies about in an attempt to distract, and possibly injure, players during the Quidditch matches. Bludgers are generally controlled by beaters, usually people of questionable sanity, who bat them around in a strategic, or so I am told, manner. So you see, I do know the difference between them. Let me know if you need any further clarification. Number two, I will enthusiastically attend canon matches and wave an orange sparkler about when you admit, in writing, that you secretly liked Hogwarts A History. Number three, I'm sure that Sirius is better because of all the things you mentioned, you and Harry and Remus, and just having a normal life again. I know i'm better for it not that this is really normal but it's far better than being in hiding and having horrible nightmares every time someone disappears for an hour i'm sure that harry will get better too in time i'm glad that he and jenny are talking is it strange to see them together i've wondered for years if it would happen but i never really knew harry's so hard to read that way i imagine it's rather funny to see him actually with a girl even if it is Jinny, Don't tell him I said that. I don't feel like numbering anything else. I'm so proud of you for what you're doing. I'm so happy that you feel passionate about it. I know that, with you there, no one who deserves to be in prison will go anywhere else, ever again, and that gives me a very grim sense of satisfaction. I don't necessarily like myself for feeling so satisfied, but what with my parents and St. Mungo's, I don't know how else to feel." "'Thank you for visiting them, Ron. "'You're everything to me, you know. "'Of course I'll come to the borough for Christmas. "'Ask your mother if she wants help. "'And yes, that means I'll be home by Christmas, "'but not because I'm completing my apprenticeship early. "'I'll never complete this. "'I'm not a thinker at all. "'I haven't told Delia, "'but I'm still terribly frustrated here. "'Most of the time I just want to leave. "'But I told myself that I'd try until Christmas.' and I will. After that, I don't know what I'll do, or who I'll be. I suppose I'll just come home and be nothing for a while. Perhaps I'll take a job at the ministry, after all. Or perhaps they'll need teachers at Hogwarts. I don't know what I am. I don't know how I'll help my parents. It's also... Hermione? Delia's deep, cool voice floated into Hermione's thoughts and made her pause. Breakfast hour is nearly over, You must come out now and eat before we begin. Hermione turned over her letter, set her quill on top of it, and tried to quell a surge of deep frustration. She had risen at five and meditated for an hour. It was nearly seven, and though the best part of the day, advanced arithmetic problem-solving, followed by the history of magical theory, was just ahead of her, she knew that at eleven o'clock there would be another hour of meditation before lunch, and she already dreaded it. After lunch, they would spend the afternoon in abstract thinking, which Hermione thought she hated more than meditation, and that would only be punctuated by light tea. An hour of meditation would come before dinner, and after dinner, any simple spell that Hermione had managed to create during abstract thinking would be tested for its effectiveness. Her simple spells very rarely made it into her letters home, however, as they were very rarely effective. Building them was simple all theory and arithmancy. But all the theory and calculation in the world could not make up for a faulty idea. When her concepts were unsound, her spells fell through, as eighty percent of them had done. She had never felt such a profound sense of failure. Hermione, are you in there? It isn't Delia's fault, Hermione reminded herself, checking her tone before she answered. She didn't ask you to come here. I'll eat, she called. I'm coming now. Breakfast was far too short, and meditation, though it had become a much simpler routine, felt painfully long. Hermione's performance during arithmetic was perfect, but listless, and though her knowledge of magical theory was by now quite vast, this morning she found little pleasure in discussing her reading with Delia. Delia's large, patient eyes lingered questioningly on her several times, inviting Hermione to share what bothered her but Hermione did not take up the invitation. It wasn't until abstract thinking that she finally snapped. "'But you must allow yourself to think less strictly,' Delia was telling her for what felt like the millionth time. "'Your meditation has trained your mind. Do not roll your eyes. It will help neither of us. The meditation has trained your mind, though you will not trust it. You must trust it. Open your mind right now, just as you do in meditation.' Allow that space. Close your eyes. There, yes. And now, allow the space to tell you what you think, rather than the other way around. The answers will come, but not in the way that you have come to recognize answers. They may be colors, snatches of conversation, music, a strong urge. Listen inwardly. They were working on the development of a human homing device, It had been requested of Delia by the MLEs, who had written a report of several missing children. The children, Hermione and Delia were to understand, were the wards of the ministry who had lost their parents in the war. St. Mungo's Children's Home had been unable to keep them from running away repeatedly, and the MLEs wanted a magical device with which to track them. Delia had read the letter, smiled, and said that it would make an excellent project for the two of them. Hermione, however, had rarely smiled since the letter had come. She felt perfectly useless as a helper, and to make matters worse, she had a feeling that Delia had solved the problem instantly and was only waiting for Hermione to come to the conclusion on her own. "'How do we normally track people?' Delia prompted. Hermione kept her eyes shut and gritted her teeth. "'It's very simple,' she managed tightly." Magic is very well regulated, and adults' wands are registered. Spells are entirely individually traceable. But children? Children who don't know magic? You said, normally, Hermione answered, unable to keep the bitterness out of her voice. I gave the normal answer. All right. How do we normally track things, then? Hermione took several deep breaths. Clear your mind. Focus. Um... There are small devices. Well, there are... They're not magic, though. Muggles have mechanical devices. There's accio, but that's a summoning charm. What was it that you said earlier about adult's wands? It was obvious that Delia already had the answer, and was only leading her toward it. Hermione knew that her teacher meant to be helpful, but she was already so aggravated that Delia's tone of voice seemed overly patient, condescending. It was as if she was speaking to a very small child. Look, Hermione said, and opened her eyes. She glared at Delia. You already know how to do this. Don't make the ministry wait for me to figure it out, because I never will. You know I'm not a thinker. She tossed her head. Hermione? No, admit it. You know I'm not the right sort for this. Delia folded her hands in her lap. They were sitting in the usual place, the great, wide, tiled patio, all ringed with columns. The ocean beyond them had whipped itself into a frenzy, the waves were choppy and white-capped, and they smacked against the shore in a bizarre rhythm. Hermione agreed with them. "'Perhaps it would help you to know,' said Delia, after a long time, "'that there are certain realms of magic "'in which I have always been blocked.' Hermione shrugged her indifference. "'The Ministry writes you with every problem they have,' she retorted. "'So does Hogwarts, and you've thought of a spell for everything.' "'Not quite everything,' Delia's smile thinned a little. "'You arranged the containment charm around the pomegranate without my help.' "'But you could have done it,' Hermione pointed out. "'It's not as if that was very helpful of me. It was only practice.' "'No,' Delia gazed at her. I seem to be incapable of spells that relate to either captivity or death. I was perfectly useless when it came to Voldemort. Imagine how that must have felt. Fully surprised, Hermione stared at her teacher. Incapable? Either that, or blocked. The result is the same. Delia sighed. A very frustrating business, she mused, and her eyes focused past Hermione towards the sea. I'm sorry, Hermione said quietly. She didn't know what else to say. That must have been awful. Yes. Delia was quiet for a long time, and then she spoke again. You are highly intelligent, she said evenly, even wise for your age, which is unsurprising, considering what you have been through. And you have conceived a spell, albeit simple, that was beyond my power. If you are asking me to tell you that you are incapable of this magic, then you are asking me to tell a lie. Hermione clenched her teeth in frustration. One spell didn't make her a thinker. Perhaps Delia was blocked, but it wasn't the same. But I can't do it, she protested. You've seen me. You can, Delia interrupted, but you take no pleasure in it. It is not natural to your mind and your mind, therefore, rejects it. Then you admit that I'm not right for it, Hermione said, unfolding her legs and standing up. She paced to the edge of the patio and leaned against one of the columns facing the sea. The column was cold and smooth against her arm, and she leaned her temple against it, too, trying to cool her head. Why did you let me stay here when you knew it wasn't going to work? she demanded. She heard the sound of Delia breathing deeply behind her. Why didn't you send me back and wait for someone else? You've asked me this before. Your real question lies deeper. Hermione snorted. Not really. No? Delia's voice was very quiet. Don't you want to ask me what you're supposed to be, if you are not this? Don't you wish to know what your purpose is in life? Hermione had a childish urge to hit something or sob, The sun had just slipped past the horizon, and the clouds were performing a symphony of color above the sea, purple and gold and red, as beautiful as the ceiling of Hogwarts. "'I don't think I have one anymore,' she finally answered, barely eking out the words without crying. "'Then you had one once?' Delia asked softly. "'Yes. Harry and Ron and I, we had one. We always had one.' And did you fulfill it? Yes. It was a whisper. Hermione slipped her arm around the marble column and wished it were Ron. Fortunate girl, Delia sighed, to have achieved so much so young. Yes, but what now? Hermione wiped the back of her hand across her eyes and then under her nose. I can't just get a job at a shop and pretend I'm satisfied. Not after Voldemort. What about your friends? How are they coping? Hermione shrugged. Well, they're fine, aren't they? Ron's found his job, and Harry... She trailed off. Harry hadn't found his niche at all. Harry must feel what she felt, multiplied a thousand times. That's why he's riding the dragons, she mumbled to herself, surprised that she hadn't thought about it that way before. And your friend Ginny? I don't know. She always seems so... I don't know how to put it. It's like she could be happy anywhere. But you can't. No. Hermione turned around and opened her hands uselessly, as if something might fall into them. I can't. I want to... to think... and learn... and do something... enormous. Something enormous. And don't say that I've already done something enormous, because that wasn't only mine. Hermione nearly put her hand to her mouth. She hadn't meant to say that. She hadn't even realized that she'd felt that. Delia nodded. So you came to be a thinker. That would be yours. But it isn't. Hermione dropped her hands and her guard. Delia's face was so sympathetic. This morning, I was writing to my... my boyfriend. The word felt funny and inadequate in her mouth. I was writing to Ron, anyway, and the truth is, I want to go home. I know this isn't what I want to do with my life, and I miss him. Delia smiled. Is he what you want to do with your life? Hermione jumped in surprise. He, well, partly, yes. Her cheeks grew warm. She had never admitted as much to anyone before, not even Ron. Then go home. I will be neither disappointed nor offended. But I would. Hermione paced over to where Delia sat in her serene position and dropped down to sit in front of her. I promised myself I'd stay until Christmas, and I, well, I've only quit one other thing in my life, and it was partly because I detested the teacher. I can't quit this. Then stay until Christmas. Hermione crossed her legs anxiously, and adjusted her robes over her knees. "'But you know I don't care for it,' she said. "'You know I'd rather quit. "'Doesn't that bother you? "'Wouldn't you rather I left "'if I'm never going to use what you're teaching me?' Delia laughed beautifully, and then she did something that surprised Hermione very much. She reached out one cool hand and cupped Hermione's face. "'Child, what I want makes very little difference, I have found.' in what actually happens. She held Hermione's gaze. The journey through life is hard enough to make without carrying the burden of so many expectations, and the ones we place upon ourselves are heaviest of all. This is one small part of your journey. Accept it as such. No more, no less. And perhaps you will use it one day, after all. She left her hand on Hermione's cheek for a moment, then withdrew it and silently stood up. Take the rest of the afternoon to decide whether or not you would like to stay. Let me know at dinner. Delia walked into the house and disappeared. Hermione rocked back and forth on the tiles, her cheek tingling where Delia had touched it. Her mother had used to touch her face like that. After a time, she quietly shut her eyes, and before she had decided to do it, Her hands were open on her knees, and she was meditating freely. "'We register wands,' she mumbled aloud after several minutes had passed, which can be tracked because, obviously, they're enchanted. A lovely breeze moved her hair and stirred her robes. If the children were enchanted, but it's illegal to enchant the body of a minor. If something that they—their clothing, but they could change their clothing— Hermione's eyes snapped open. Their hair? she whispered to no one. It's dead. It's not the living body. But they can't change it. If the M.L.E.S. could mark their hair... She shook her head. Is it that simple? It can't be that simple. Nothing important is. Is it? Yeah, that's it. We'll just love him to death. That'll work. Ron's voice said suddenly in the back of her mind, Hermione had to laugh, or perhaps it is, she murmured. Feeling calm and strong, she stood up to go and find Delia.